go one, two, and we're off. It's the Punch Line Podcast, baby. <laughs> this is the first episode. I am Musin Yesalada. I am a stand-up comedian. Next to me, I have Fahan Solo. He's also a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Fahan, say hello. Hello. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying to be stand-up comedians. Yeah, We're trying. Yeah. It's going well. This podcast is all about the world of MMA. Yeah. Now, you may be wondering, why are you guys qualified to talk about MMA? I don't think we are. We're not. We are not. But we're big fanboys. I've been a fan for over 13 years. Yes. How He's brought you? his sex toys to prove it. Yep. As true. you can see. <laughs> as you can see. For those of you who are audio only, we have little figurines of who do we have? Go on, Rampage Jackson. Rampage Jackson, Wanderlei Silva, Cain Velasquez, Chuck Liddell, GSP, Tito Ortiz, and then we have Chuck and Wanderlei, but it's signed by Wanderlei Silva. Yeah. It's actually signed. So. I was saying to someone who was in here earlier, but <laughs> <laughs> these figurines just look like little old racist men. Yeah. Look at them. Look at them. I'm going to show the camera. Tell me that doesn't look like the leader of the EDL. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see him at your local march, innit? Also, new fans will not know who these guys are. They're like, where's Khabib, bro? Where's Conor McGregor? Like, exactly. These are like from when I was a kid. So I'll be honest, it's a little bit of an icky statement, yeah? yeah. I really, I've always been interested in MMA and I'd watch the big fights, yeah. but I only really got involved McGregor times 2015. Yeah. That's well, a bit icky, isn't it? It is a little bit, but yeah. I got involved because of Brock Lesnar. So it's almost the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too bad. I feel like that's more socially acceptable, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. WWE fan to UFC fan, but... I'm, I must say, I was a big McGregor fan, but when shit hit the fan, I kind of fell off. Yeah. I kind of fell off. When they like, started talking about like Islam and stuff, it really put me off. I'm, I'm still a McGregor fanboy, you know? There's a little bit of hope there that he'll still come back. And win something over someone. Just give him someone shit. Like, why do you have to give him? Yeah. Don't give him Islam Makachev. Don't give him. No, like, no, no. Just give him. Give him another cowboy style fight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think there comes a point in fighters' careers, yeah, where you should just let them fight other legends who are on their way down. Yeah. I don't need to see Tony Ferguson fight someone like Chimaya or Nate Tony Diaz and Conor would have been a good fight. Brilliant fights. Yeah. Two old men yeah. scrapping it out. And that's what, it, just because then the skill level isn't what it used to be, yeah. as long as it's competitive. Like watching two boxers, you know, like celebrity yeah, boxing yeah. and stuff, right? Or celebrity MMA, yeah. right? Just because the skill level isn't high doesn't mean it can't be entertaining as long as it's, it's an equal fight. It's still entertaining because, you know, it's still the star power and everything. Um, but yeah, Connor is just like, is he still hungry? Like he's getting, he's no. getting, he's getting blowjobs on, a yacht <laughs> on the on the on the beach. So like, and none of them by his wife. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, Connor McGregor's never. Sorry, D. Um. <laughs> it's an ironic name, isn't it? Yeah. Nice. Well, with this podcast is five minutes old. Yeah. And now we know Connor McGregor's never coming on this podcast. Nah, well, I don't even know what right. to say to him. I don't know. I'll just be like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why 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 are you why are you racist, bro? No, I'm just You know when Conor McGregor threw the dolly through the bus window, yeah. right? You know what gets me about that whole situation? Right. He took a private jet there, so which means he had eight hours on a plane to calm down. Yeah. And he still didn't calm down. He's <laughs> <laughs> just on the plane like I'm gonna get him. Yeah. I'm gonna just, get him. He's just that was probably a coke fuel trip. He was with like thirty other Irish dudes. They're just yeah. like Yeah, let's just so someone was saying um they want to see Chemayev versus McGregor. Oh, man. I don't want to see that. That would be uh 
about sanction, sanction murder. Yeah. Give me him, brother. <laughs> I, kill, I kill all Irish people, brother. You know, he He's flew. He apparently flew to Ireland uh, just because Connor said something bad about Khabib. He just flew there and he's Who? like, uh, Hamza, Hamza. Really? Yeah, like before he was in the UFC. He flew there just on, just because he like said bad things about Khabib. What like, is this SBG bullshit, brother? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. go there, I smash everybody, <laughs> brother. What is this hack? But that feeds into this weekend, you know. UFC 280. This is probably the best fight. The, head, the headliner, I would say. For the last year and a half. Easy. I think so. I think it's the best card of the year. First of all, easy. best card of the year. Easy, easy, but easy. Stylistically, it's the it's one of the best fights in recent history. It's like most exciting, most like the skill level is just like I would say the last fight that got me disinterested was probably like Usman versus Kobe one. That mm. was probably the last one. Mm. But this one is like I still don't know who's gonna win. Like I have no idea. Like and also the rest of the card is just so stacked. Like I've heard some people say, "Oh, this is BJJ versus Sumbo," but I think that's way too simplistic. Yeah, it's very. Um, yeah, I think it's you know it's disrespectful to just say that because Charles Charles is striking, his next level, his clinch work, his his knees in the Muay Thai, um, Islam Makachev. You know, he's not just he's not just a smash guy. Yeah, you know, he has the smash ability. He has more finesse than Khabib did. Yeah, like yeah. you know, people will say like you know he's in Khabib's shadow, but. Actually, you know, even Javier Mendez, his coach, will say that Islam's, you know, he's more well-rounded. Like, he's got mm. striking, he's got grappling, he's got everything. Like, it's, it's an interesting fight, that's what I'll say. I personally think what makes this fight interesting is because for the first time in years, yeah. Oliveira's not going to be able to take those respites on the ground. Yeah. Because if you saw it in his last few fights, if he didn't like how he was going... yeah. He'll just drop to his back. Yeah. And people say, no, he actually dropped. There's a few I watched um yeah. the Gaethje fight yeah, yeah, yeah. in slow motion, right? Yeah, yeah. And after he'd get punched, if you watch it in slow motion, you can really see him decide to drop rather than just dropping yeah, immediately. Like yeah, a lot of you know, BJJ guys will do that. They'll stay on the ground to like, you know, goad someone into their guard, but um yeah, you can't do that against these Dagestani guys. He will follow you there. Yeah, he'll follow You're you. You're not there. gonna get a respite. And especially if it's up against a cage, you know, he's just gonna get smashed like I think one thing that's going to be huge about this fight is that Dagestani mentality yeah. of and the arrogance that those guys have to not fear anyone. Because yeah. Oliveira in his last few fights has been the bogeyman. He's in his opponent's mind because of yeah. the skill set and the jiu-jitsu. Whereas these Dagestani boys genuinely see Oliveira as a formality. You listen to them talk on Anatomy of a Fighter. Yeah. By the way, if you've never seen Anatomy of a Fighter, great platform Will Harris yeah great. amazing platform yeah. they genuinely see everyone in that division as just a formality they basically some people will say the negative people on the Islam Makachev side will say that he's only got this because of the hype that Khabib's team has built that like he hasn't beat anyone in the top 10 or 15 um, but you know like style wise it does look like you know he might pull this off and like if you look at the stats like He's absorbed 0.84 strikes per minute. That's like, that's insane. Whereas Charles has absorbed 3.18 per minute. Mm. Charles gets hit and Islam's actually quite a good striker. And I feel, feel like people are doubting his striking ability, mm. especially mm. like, you know, kicking wise. Kicking wise, you know, like if he lands to the head, if he lands to the body. Um, yeah. Why those kicks are so effective on Makachev? 
It's because when people fight these Dagestani boys, yeah. right, they naturally come with a lower guard yeah. because they want to brace themselves for wrestling <clears throat> actions, yeah. which leaves open head kicks. Yeah. Because people are literally coming. I remember Kevin Lee. I think it was Kevin Lee when he fought. Um, wasn't a Dagestani guy. Uh, what was his name that he head kicked him? Oh, Greg oh. Gillespie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He came out with literally like wrestling position, yeah. positioning with his hands. And you see people doing that against Makachev and people like Habib all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what opens up the door for those head kicks. Yeah. I, pers I personally see Oliveira being taken down yeah. early because he's going to want to come forward um, as he does. But I think he'll welcome being taken down because I think they both back each other's ground games against each other. Yeah, I think... I think like, I think Charles's last few fights, his last three fights, it's mostly been striking. It's mostly been striking. Just guys throwing wildly at each other. Like he 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 got dropped in the last three, right? Chandler, yeah. Poirier, Gaethje. He got dropped, and then I think he knocked out Chandler. He submitted Poirier. He submitted Gaethje. Like Islam, I think you know. I think the fight will probably be standing at first, but then at some point, I I, I have a feeling Charles might get dropped. You know. Because he's been dropped so much. I know Islam's not, you know, a decorated striker like those three guys. But I feel like Ch Charles, there's something about him. Like, he keeps getting dropped. Um, he's getting a bit older now. I don't know. Will the chin hold up in this one? And if he gets dropped, you know, Islam might, you know, Islam might fall into that garden, you know. Either way, like, something could happen. Maybe Islam will just, you know, continue ground and pound. Or Charles might, you know, sink up a submission. Because Charles is dangerous off his back, so... Uh, just, just for those, just for those people who don't know much about uh, <laughs> MMA, what's ground and pound? Because ground that sounds pound. quite sexual to me. Ground and it's pound is very sexy. Yeah. We, should, we should try it later. Ground and pound, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> even if I, even if I try and describe it, it will still sound sexual. Yeah. So you're on still... top of someone, and you just like you just like pounding two, into them. <laughs> two sweaty men follow each other to the ground. One wraps his legs around the other so he can't move, preferably holding one arm to the ground to submit him, yeah. right? To submit him to his dominance. Okay. And then use his other hand to either choke him or to slap him or punch him repeatedly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, there we go. First that... person to make the noise, hi, oh, yeah, loses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just tap on their arms. <laughs> you just tap on their arms. <laughs> okay. So what, what's your prediction, man? I think if Makachev is going to win, it's going to be through a war of attrition. You think? I, I believe that Oliveira, if he does have a weakness to its game, is and we haven't seen it in recent years because he's been so dominant mm. is that when it does go later rounds because he's so pressure heavy and yeah. he's so active he tires i don't see makachev tiring it's just no. not in their nature to he's tire not, he's to not gonna get down. tired he's not gonna get tired i think i like pick wise it's hard to choose because it's you know it's a tough fight also islam isn't proven you know like at the at the in the top 10 he's not but I feel like if he faced, you know, Charles's last three wins were amazing, but like, what would I feel like Islam would destroy those guys too? I feel yes. like Islam would, you know, he would handle Poirier, he would handle Gaethje, he would handle um, Chandler. Um, so I feel like, you know, you can't just like give the guy the wins, but I feel like he would win. I feel like those, if he was to be champ, he would defend against those guys pretty easily. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick Islam versus Charles, and I think like he would. Charles has a breaking point. He's broken a few times, you know. I know it was a long time ago. It was like 11, 12 fights ago. But Paul Felder beat the shit out of him. Um, other guys have stopped him. He, You know, he breaks. And I feel like 
a Dagestani, if they smell a little bit of blood, they'll find that breaking point. I feel like Islam will probably ground and pound him, you know, in in the forefront. You love that word, don't you? I feel like I feel like he'll pull it off in the fourth round, sexually. Yeah. 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 Do you do you see a scenario where we get a Usman Covington one, yeah. where they just stay standing? Ooh, that's a good. Could point. you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? And if it does stay standing, who then wins? Look, I I, I think Islam's uh, striking is underrated. I feel like Islam could probably, you know. I feel like he could hold his own, but Charles, the thing about Charles is like, he'll probably get dropped, but like when he gets that clinch here yeah, and he starts throwing those knees, like if you see the fight versus Dustin, there's a point where he knees him so hard to the body, Dustin, his whole body language changes. Like he's pretty much done at that point. And then, you know, the rest of the fight went how it went. Um, but I feel like if it's standing, you know, for a long period of time, I feel like Islam could, you know, outpoint him to a decision. But um, do you know what? Yeah, I, never know. I was just thinking to myself, if I had to fight one or the other, I would much rather fight Islam Makachev than Oliveira. Really? Why? Because I feel like it's the difference between fighting a bear versus a lion. Okay. Like the bear plays with its food, whereas the lion will kill you immediately. Yeah. Oliveira, he'll just choke you. Makachev will just choke you out. Charles will grind you, play with you, change positions, knee you, kick yeah. you. It's fighting, I was watching him against- Does that still sound sexual, Roman? Change positions. <laughs> it was, I can't deny, I was getting a little bit hard over here. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, like, yeah, you guys better, oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to sit with my legs crossed as well. It is very sexual MMA, isn't it? It is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll play with you, he'll, he'll grind you, he'll- Pound you. you oh. It doesn't read well as a transcript, does it? No. Yeah. Have you ever put someone in a triangle? During sexy time? Yeah. yeah I've done that. Yeah. I've got to lie. <laughs> I've done it. And then I scream, dab, 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 <laughs> dab. Anyway, she's passed away now, so. No. All right. She didn't tap. But, <clears throat> but yeah, in terms of who would I rather fight, I'd much rather fight Islam. Islam. I was watching Charles versus Gaethje in slow motion, right? Because I wanted to like, because it was yeah. a whirlwind of a fight. Yeah. And the, Justin Gaethje is known for his mental toughness and his pressure. Bro, Charles said, oh yeah, you got some pressure. Okay, try this. And just stuck it on him and didn't let go. Gets punched in the face, fine. Just keeps walking forward like a zombie. Yeah. Gaethje just, Gaethje, you know, he had, he, he looked good for a little bit and then he just, knocked out choked out that's the worst way to lose you get dropped and then you get choked out yeah but that's the thing like it's like you lost twice in a way you lost it? twice yeah he lost twice gaichi unfortunately he lost to khabib twice too he got submitted twice but gaichi's good it's just like first guys with good ground game you know can't do anything about it but um i think like charles that's that's another thing about him as soon as he rocks someone he jumps on that submission yeah like he will, he will follow up with a guillotine or rear naked choke. But I'll go as far as to say that because you know people will say that this is like the Tony versus Khabib that never happened. I'll say that this is actually stylistically, it's probably a better fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's a better fight. I think it's more competitive. Yeah, as I well. think it's more competitive, better fight. Obviously, they don't have the star power of those two guys, but you know. I feel like Tony versus um, Khabib. Tony would have made a lot of mistakes that would have been costly. Yeah. Yeah, as we Looking see back, now, yeah. Tony probably wouldn't have fed 
well. But no. I feel like Charles has something Tony didn't, because Charles is, you know, I think his BJJ's better. His striking's more devastating, you know. Like, the way he throws stuff is just like, mm. you can see, like, the damage in real time. Yeah. You can see people wincing. Like, you can see, like, Dustin just, like, honestly, his body language has changed. And, like, and these are all saying? mentally tough people. Yeah. Who yeah. get who will yeah. in front of him because of the pressure in the jiu-jitsu. <clears throat> I think it's also because his jiu-jitsu is so advanced, yeah. Charles's jiu-jitsu is so advanced, um, he's constantly making his opponents think, yeah. which is mentally exhausting. Yeah. In boxing, um, Tony Bellew said something similar about Alexander Rusik. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much the forward pressure, it's the mental pressure yeah. because he's giving you so many different looks and things you have to worry about. And also... He's a zombie. So like, if you knock him down, you're like, I hit him hard. Why is he? Why is he not knocked out? And his and eyes haven't rolled back. He's just staring at. He comes you saying, back Come stronger. Down to hell. He comes back stronger yeah. after he's hurt. He's always stronger. Yeah. The last three fights, he's been hurt every time, and he's actually, you know, he looks better as he gets knocked. knocked yeah. Down, but when he's on his gut, <laughs> when he's on his back, and he's inviting his yeah. opponent into his guard, right? You could see on their opponent's face. Yeah. They are seeing the end of the fight yeah. if they go in there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes, come in, come in. You see yeah. this little thing between my legs? Come, come, come. You'll be in yeah. triangle oh, in no time. Um, do you think uh, Islam Makachev, obviously, you know, he's you know, he's a great fighter, but he's never had a big main event spot like this. No. Now it's in, it's in Abu Dhabi. It's in front of all of his, you know, it's all the Muslim fans. It's in front of, you know, Khabib, his coaches. Hasbullah's going to be there. Mm. You know, they're all going to be there. Like, do you think that moment might get to him? No, no, you think? No, no, no. They'll, they'll no. eat that shit. He's been on the he's been on the world championship apprenticeship course for the last eight years. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been on an, he's been under Khabib's internship. Yeah, 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 yeah. For this moment, that's true. Yeah, I do feel like there must be a certain level of pressure knowing that Habib and the fa- the rest of the family have invested so much into you. Yeah, that must be in it. But I do feel like he's well prepared for it. And I don't genuinely think we're thinking it with a Western point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they think like that. Nah, they they believe that everything happens like it's, it's destiny. It's God. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like it's all about uh, what I fight, brother. Inshallah. You know, yeah. Inshallah. <laughs> inshallah, I kill everybody. Brother. Inshallah, I win. Inshallah, inshallah I smash everybody, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kill everybody. Allah Akbar. <laughs> that's a that's a good Hamza impression, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Ask me, ask me who's gonna um, who's gonna win this weekend, and I'll give you Hamza Chimaya's prediction. Okay, who's gonna win this weekend, man? It doesn't matter, brother. <laughs> I kill it. I kill both of those guys, brother. And nothing. That's another thing. Hamza, Khabib, they're huge stars. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Islam has that same path? Like, do you think he will be? Because you know, th- I think they're all gonna be big in like you know Abu Dhabi and whatever, and like you know those countries, Arab countries. But do you think Islam Makachev will be a big pay per view star if he wins? In like the US, there's two ways of becoming a pay per view star, in my opinion, either through sheer dominance, yeah, like GSP, GSP or Rusman, yeah, or by sheer entertainment value, Conor McGregor, yeah, Conor McGregor at one point had so, both. M- Makachev will take the GSP route, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and the sheer dominance route. Um, Habib initially had the we thought it was going to be dominance, but then he kind of became entertaining with his yeah. nonchalant. Yeah, I remember, I remember one of the one of the first interviews I saw with Habib. Ariel Hawani asked him if he was sad about missing the birth of his daughter yeah. for a fight. <laughs> and Habib goes, why I sad? <laughs> <laughs> Baby what? with mother, I call, I say, mashallah. <laughs> why I sad? What can I do by being there? You know, yeah. why I sad? This is such crazy question. It's like Ariel asked the most 
stupid questions. Hopefully Ariel will come on the show one day, but Ariel will always ask. We like, just lost Ariel as well. Yeah, we lost Ariel. We lost oh. Ariel. Ah, this podcast is a disaster, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hamza will still do it though. But, uh, I like your podcast. Okay, so the Put odds, me on the screen, brother. The, the odds are saying, you know, Islam, you know, he's a slight favorite. Uh, he's a, you know, he's minus 175 favorite. Like, you, you get American odds. I don't get American odds, but I sounded like I thought I would know. But, um, I, I just know that minus means he's a favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and the, the favorite. larger the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's a favorite and it's quite close, you know, it's close, you know. It looks like it could go either way, but Islam is the favorite. Do you think that's disrespectful to Charles? I don't think it's disrespectful. Mm. Um because you can understand where that's coming like, from. How much do you I feel like the last three fights I thought Charles was going to lose. Like I thought I no, no, I thought he'd beat Dustin, but I thought Gaethje might knock him out and I did think, you know, Chandler could have gone either way. But how much are we going to keep Doubting Charles, like every time people doubt him, like, there is there is a vibe that we're just like waiting for this fun run to end. I know because it felt so like no one it's a, out of nowhere when Habib retired. Yeah. Very few people yeah. thought that Charles was going to be the champ. Yeah. Everyone thought it was either going to be Dustin or like Connor would win some or Connor or yeah, Gaethje. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. were the and then Charles was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like, like it started when he beat Kevin Lee. When yeah. he beat Kevin Lee, people were like, oh shit, you beat Kevin Lee, and then he like you know he. Obviously, he beat Tony after Tony got, you know, destroyed by Justin. But still, the way he handled Tony and then, you know, it was I think he had the vacant shot against Chandler and then obviously Dustin. And then, you know, it was Justin. And then, yeah, it's um, now it's like people still doubting him. But you can never you can never count the guy out. man. No, you, you know? can't. What, what's your final prediction? I'm saying. You can say never count. I've just said we can never count now, but I'm going to say Islam later rounds. I think Islam, like, yeah, fourth round. Yeah, attrition. Stoppage, like, ground and pound, ground and pound. Ground and pound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fatigue's going to kick in. Don't Let's know. move on to the to the other two fights quickly, touch on them. Okay. So the co-main event, we have Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. In your head, how do you see that going? First of all, I feel like these are, like, two of the most unlikable guys, like... <laughs> like <laughs> it this, is. Is a, this is a battle for the most it's unlikable. Like, it's like Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. Pretty much. Al Jermaine, obviously, you know, he got a bit more respect because he beat P.A. Yan, you know, fair and square this time. But the first time, you know, he's doing the whole act out, the Oscar shit. Obviously, TJ, you know, he was, you know, he was likable, you know... First of all, like, he was likable when he, you know, he knocked out Cody Garbrandt, uh, Cody Garbrandt. Like, when he screamed in his face, I feel like he got a lot of fans. That was, like, one of the most devastating moments. You knock the guy out and then, and then you scream. scream in his face, yeah. That basically ruined Cody's whole career after that. Like, I mean, yeah, mentally. He's, no, he's never been the same. chin-wise, like, yeah. yeah. That just... So, after that, obviously, he got popped for, like, you know, PDs. EPO. And EPO. Um, so, obviously, you know, his likability took a hit. But... You know, it's it's a good fight. You know, they're unlikable, but I think stylistically, people will definitely be interested. Like, I don't know. I feel like Aljamain's obviously the better grappler. Mm. Aljamain's the better grappler, but stats-wise, TJ Dillashaw, you know, his takedown defense is really good. Like, he hard he barely gets taken down. Has he fought a wrestler as good as Aljamain Sterling? Um, I don't let's know. go through his last um, few fights. Read them to me if you can. Yeah. So he fought. Um, Corey, he's not. He's obviously not a wrestler. Henry Cejudo's a wrestler, but he was at one two five, and he, and got, he got knocked down in thirty seconds. Yeah. Uh, Cody, obviously, you know, Cody's decent wrestler, but he doesn't barely wrestle. No, he knocked him out. John Lineker, he beat by unanimous decision. Rafael Asuncio decision. Uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, not great. He hasn't really fought a wrestler. Wrestler, like, it's not, not in recent point. time, anyway. Not in recent time. 
Yeah. Maybe back in the day. Aljo is very good at putting it all together. Yeah. And staying on his guy. If someone told me three, four years ago, Aljamain Sterling versus he TJ Dollarshaw. No he got knocked out by Marlon Moraes. So like, I wrote him off. I wrote then. him off as yeah. well. I wrote him off as a, a, a fun guy. He's got some good kicks, good wrestling. But he's really put it together. He really surprised me versus Peter Young. Really in the second fight. The way he just, you know, that's the thing. If he gets your back, yeah, he doesn't need to submit you. He could just hold you there. Yeah, God help you. And TJ Dillashaw, you know, I feel like, I feel like, you know, his takedown defense is good. But I feel like once he gets to the ground, like once he's, you know, once Aljo has him on the ground, I don't know how long TJ could survive. But TJ's a dog, though. Like, TJ scraps. The thing with like, TJ, if it goes to a decision, he's got a fan, he's got a judge friendly style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's active, it's assured, yeah. there's, a, there's a confidence you know, some, to his movement. Yeah, some people thought Corey won that fight, but something about the way TJ fights, you know, it's, it's in the win. It's front footed, it's engaging, he'll he'll throw when the other person throws, and he's thinking constantly thinking about getting his opponent back. So if it, his opponent lands something. His first instinct is to get it back. Yeah. Because yeah, he's, he's competitive yeah. as fuck. He's very competitive. He's like the judges like. Like, if he was like six foot two, he would be like the high school bully. That's yes. what he is. Yes. He's he an is, arsehole. He's a dickhead. Like, Did you see that clip of him tripping over his spot? I'm um, taking his sparring yeah. partner and tripping him over again. And he, he, ru like, he ruined that kid's career, Chris Holdsworth. Yeah. You know, he, needed he has a very much an arsehole vibe to him. Yeah, By the way, I definitely believe. That he was taking EPO. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That doesn't just get into your I system. Don't, did he deny it? I don't know. Did he deny it? I don't know. I don't think he did. I think he was like, "Yeah, I did it." And then he made a he made a smoothie, uh, a smoothie, um, uh, a van called EPO. Called no, no, it's called Clean Juice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of respect that in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, double down on that shit. But yeah, like if you look at Aljo's record, it's actually like it's insane. Like. He's only like he only got knocked out by Marlon Moraes, but apart from that, two split decision losses. So like, he's only really been he's only really lost one time, and that's what's Marlon. And like his loss, obviously he beat Peter Yan twice, won by DQ. The way he destroyed Corey, like yeah, Corey's good. Yeah, Corey's just, very good. He just in one minute twenty eight, he got a rear naked choke on him. I think Aljo has a lot of size compared to TJ as well. Yeah, and in terms of strength. Like Aljo's built like a god. Yeah. Like he has an he has an incredible physique. I know what uh, the producer Roman is thinking. This is a getting sexual. Like, rear, rear naked choke. Did yeah. You? Oh, I heard Fahan say rear no naked joke, and then he looked at the camera and <laughs> smiled. <laughs> so, I, was, I was thinking you were saying something. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I'm trying to keep your podcast professional. I don't want to get naked choke. We're we're past professional now. This is just banned. <laughs> but um, uh, how do you see the fight going? I think Aljo's gonna win. I think, gonna I think he's gonna butt fuck him. <laughs> 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 I think he's gonna butt fuck him against the cage. Some, that's some more people you're never gonna get on your podcast. Yeah, we've uh, already alienated the whole UFC roster yeah, it, within 40 minutes. Yeah, I think Aljo. Um, I I actually want TJ to win because it's good to see you know a combat story. But like, yeah, uh, I think I think Aljo will win. I feel like yeah he'll probably get submission later rounds. Yeah, yeah. third round, fourth round, something like that. Yeah, Brilliant. right. We're, sh we're short on time, so let's move on. Okay. To the biggest fight of the card. The biggest fight of the card. <laughs> it actually is because of who's on it. We've got Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah. That's Petrian. Piotrian. Yeah. I personally think, right, 
if Sh- I love Sugar Sean. I like what he stands for. I like his style. I think he's a funny guy. Yeah. But I think if he pulls off that Pedro Munoz thing where he's just like trying to throw a couple of leg kicks per yeah. round and hoping to nick it, yeah, it's not going to work for him. Also, one thing that is an advantage for Sean, if he capitalizes on it, Peter Yan is known for being a slow starter. And this is three rounds, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You nick those first two rounds, yeah. Sean, and then do whatever you need to do in the third. Yeah. And you can play and you will become an international superstar overnight. Not that he already isn't, but if he beats Jan and then gets a title shot, he's off to the races. He'll get that pay-per-view money. It's a it's a weird fight, right? Because normally UFC won't push a guy. Like if you look at his if you look at his you know his opponents, it was like slow build up, slow build up. It was you know uh, Eddie Wineland. Obviously Marlon Vera was a bit of a test, but you know Marlon Vera is a lot better now. Thomas Almeida, Chris Martino, uh, Paiva, and then uh, Pedro. Like Pedro's, you know, step up, but he didn't actually win. But then they're just gonna shoot you to like number, you know, the number one or number two contender, Peter Yan. Like you never really see this. So I feel like the UFC knows something. Like they know what they're doing. Or it might just be like this is a do or die moment. He's either the star or he's not the star. I don't know. Like I feel like it is unusual. It is unusual. I feel like they've done this a few times. I can't remember what which ones, but like I feel like I feel like it's either do or die, or it's like they know that within three rounds he can get it done. Because, you know, you're right, Pierre Yan is slow, slow at starting. And if he does, you know, get those first two, the third one, you know, yeah. But Pierre Yan, like, when he turns it on, he turns it on. Hmm. So, like, even if that is the case in the third round, Pierre Yan, like, if he lost the first two in the third, he's going to be on it. Like, he's going to, like, you know, he's going to put that pressure on leg kicks, boxing. I don't know. Also, that's the other thing. Sean's legs. What do you think about that? Like, do you think that's a factor, or do you think that was just a freak accident that one time? I mean, if he's got any sense about him, he's been doing leg day every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do like his um, his Chael Sonnen angle. Yeah. To that loss, I've never lost. I've never lost. Yeah. I've never lost. If you keep saying it, it the the crazy thing about like, this is coming back from my PhD background, yeah. right? Um, but the crazy thing about misinformation is Mentally if you keep memory. saying it, people start believing it. Yeah. Mentally never lost. Undefeated. Yeah, never you lost. Know, like, I forget, like, a lot of people still think he's unbeaten. Like, it's true. Yeah, because he keeps saying because it. Because it's like that win it's for Marlon. Clever, yeah. Like, Marlon's a great fire. Marlon's probably going to get the next title shot at some point. But, like, people, like, I don't even think he really considers it a win. Like, it, like the mental thing works so much that even Marlon's like, I might need to fight him again. To like Marlon, play. Marlon only gets the next title shot yeah. if Peter wins. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. If so, there's two. Chell made a good point about this. There's two good options for Marlon here, right? Two decent options. Either Peter wins and he goes straight for the title shot next, yeah. or Sean wins. Yeah. Right. Fights for the title. Sean wins the title. And then he can be ringside saying, hey, man, I'm the guy who beat you. Remember me? Yeah. I'm the uncrowned king. Give me the belt. And they have a big pay-per-view fight. Yeah. I love I love when that happens, when there's like two fighters that fight early on. And yes. Then they, you know, they rise to the top. Like, like Leon happened. and Usman. Yeah, Leon Usman, yeah. Um, Gray Maynard, Frankie Edgar. Like, it's happened. Like Poirier and McGregor to a certain extent. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 Um, could have been with, um, what would have been, an, you know, they could still book this, you know. Just to, I'm quick, let's do our prediction before we... Uh, what's, what's I'm going to say, my head is saying Yarn, my heart is saying O'Malley. 
Yeah. I can't decide. Like, I kind of want Omari to win, but I kind of want him to lose at the same time. Because I want him to win because I want another star. Like, I want to see yeah. the UFC get their star, get yeah. their guy. But at the same time, he's just, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, he looks a bit like a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he looks a bit flimsy. Like, do you think, like, I don't know. Like, he looks a bit flimsy. Like, he looks like if you kick his legs, like, if, like, Jan proper, like, puts that pressure on his legs, I don't know if mm. he can stand. And, like, if he fought, like, Jose Aldo, like, Aldo would kick the fuck out of his legs. Yeah. Actually, Aldo doesn't even kick anymore. So Aldo's retired, doesn't he? Aldo, oh, he did retire, yeah. yeah he's out um, again. So, my prediction is, uh, I feel like I'm going, I'll give, uh, I'll give Sean the um, benefit of the doubt and think, you know, he'll go to decision and he won't get knocked out. I don't I don't think he'll get knocked out. Do you think he'll get knocked out? If he I feel like he might get stopped. I don't see a world where I don't see either of them getting stopped. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a decision. I think it'll be highly technical. Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be a decision and uh yeah, I don't know. Either way on decision, I think maybe Jan by decision, who knows? Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure about that one. Well, there's only one way to find out. Tune in next week where we'll be covering all the results, baby. This was the first episode of the Punchline Podcast. Yeah. Make sure you like, subscribe, give my mum a uh, gift basket, send it to her house, tell your dad you love her. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our producer, Roman, as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Roman. Any, anytime, anytime, fellas. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Lovely stuff, guys. That was good, oh, man. That was a good podcast. Yeah. I feel like we're just, like, getting into it.